before that, so, uh, so please put that in your calendars. Also, put in your calendars January 21st at 1 o'clock. Everyone is invited and encouraged to come to the chili cook-off. Uh, if you think you can make a good pot of chili, please bring it. Um, and uh, do you want them to bring the recipe? No. Okay, you don't have to bring the recipe. All right, that can still be a secret. Um, and then also Life Group 1, that's Rick Keister's Life Group, will be meeting January the 8th um, after worship. So please bring soup or sandwiches for uh, that gathering. Updates on our prayer list. Remember, continue to keep Clinton Galloway in your prayers. Uh, he's still a little under the weather. Keep uh, Terry Leap, that's Gary's brother, in your prayers as well. He's still continuing with his cancer. Uh, Jennifer Baker uh, was admitted to the hospital uh, this week uh, with a racing heart rate, fever, and kidney stones. Uh, she had a blood transfusion uh, yesterday and is waiting for results from a bone biopsy uh, now. So, Mary, continue to keep Jennifer and the, and the Baker family in your prayers at this time. Uh, Mary, continue to keep Amber, Sp Amber Spitzer in your prayers as well as she has cancer. And also keep Gerald Duncan in your prayers. That's Sandy Galloway's brother. Um, he had surgery in his shoulder uh, this week, and he has uh, Parkinson's real bad, so he's having a hard time right now. So remember to keep Gerald Duncan in your prayers. That's Sandy Galloway's brother. That's all the announcements I have. Is there anything else I may have missed at this time? Let's go to God in prayer. Our gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we are so thankful and blessed to be able to be here this evening, Lord, to learn more about you and, and be able to apply your word to our everyday lives, Lord. Lord, I, we thank you so much for, for such a, a great 2022, Lord, that Lord, we know that we have so many memories of last year, Lord. Um, we know we've lost some wonderful people, Lord, but we know that they are with you at this time, Lord. But we know we, you've given us the blessing of memories, and we'll always cherish those memories, Lord. Lord, we be with us as we start a new year coming up, Lord. Help us to grow more spiritually in you, Lord. Let our goal be more to be involved in, in you and the activities we do here at Rome, Lord, and everything we do to glorify you. Lord, be with us the rest of this week. And watch over us, Lord. Continue to be with our sick. Watch over them. Be with the doctors and the nurses that are taking care of them, Lord. Continue to be with our, our widows and our shut-ins, Lord. Let us be an encouragement to them. Lord, we ask you this time to continue to be with our youth. Be with them and be with our college students. And, Lord, and ones that are newly married, Lord, or engaged, Lord, just be with them. And, and let your word always be the truth and guiding guiding light in their life, Lord, that they, during struggling times, that they know they can always look to your word for, for a path to go in their own lives, Lord, so that way they do not get lost, because we know how easy that can be. Lord, we ask you this time to, to also continue to be with our country, be with our president, be with our, our policemen, our firefighters, our military, Lord, and our EMSs, be with all of them, Lord. Keep them safe this holiday, Lord. Continue to be with the ones who are traveling. Forgive us, Lord, when we do fall short. In Jesus Christ's name we do pray. Amen.
Our next song this evening is number 937. 937, I Stand in Awe. next song before the lesson is number 756 756 when we all get to heaven Andrew said we need a fast stand-up song so I guess that means we have to stand up so if you would please let's stand for this I'm blaming you Andrew <laughs> sing the wondrous love
Please be seated. Our song of invitation will be number 553. Rise up, O men of God. Good evening. So I have a little disclaimer. Uh, had this nice PowerPoint made out. I, you know, I'm a college student on break, so I got tons of time. Made this nice PowerPoint and got locked out of my Google account trying to get it here. So it's not a PowerPoint anymore. But uh, bear with me while we uh, jump around a little bit in the Bible tonight. So I have a speech teacher down at school, took speech last semester, and she told us two rules. One, never tell your audience, whoever you're presenting to, that you've never done this before. And two, never tell them you're nervous. But I've never done this before, and I'm nervous. So <laughs> bear with me on that as well, please. Uh, so as we approach the new year, uh, just here in a couple days, uh, many people are going to be making New Year's resolutions. And I've done it a few times myself, resolving to you know, eat healthier or... Uh, start exercising more, stuff like that. But in my experience, these resolutions never really last very long. Normally, mine made it about mid-January, so a couple weeks after they started, and rarely they made it through February. But typically, these resolutions are centered around either um, physical changes or emotional, like mental-type changes. So like losing weight or traveling more, those are going to be more physical, while like being nicer to people or being more optimistic. That's going to be a little more on the emotional, like mental side. But I think as Christians, we've got another aspect of our lives that people don't normally make resolutions for, and that's the spiritual side. So tonight I thought I would talk about a couple, uh, you know, Christian New Year's spiritual revolution resolutions that, you know, we could make and apply in our lives coming up in 2023. So I was sitting down trying to figure out uh, a couple ones that, would be good, a couple ones that could be very applicable with the theme next year of evangelism and going out and uh, you know spreading the word. So I thought tonight we would look at uh, peace, hope, and courage. So uh, starting with peace, if the past three years have taught us anything, it's that uh, peace is very important to balance out all the hecticness, hecticness in our daily lives. And whether it's hardships or temptation or stress, there are always things that the world are throwing at us to try and disrupt the peace that we have with God. But all throughout scripture, uh, the idea of peace with God is very, very evident. In looking in John, uh, Jesus just finishes up talking with his disciples before he's going to be crucified. And in chapter 16, verse 33, Jesus says, I've said these things to you that you may have peace. In the world, you will have tribulation. But take heart, I have overcome the world. And whether he, whenever he was about to be arrested, wrongfully tried, beaten, and then crucified, the Lord told his disciples to have peace and that he has overcome the world and that uh, through him overcoming all the trials and tribulations in the world that we can have peace as well. In Philippians, Paul closes his letter, uh, closes the letter by uh, giving some encouragement and prayer for the congregation. And in chapter 4, verse, starting in verse 4, Paul writes, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. 
And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Here, Paul's telling, Paul is telling the Philippian congregation that in Christ, the peace of God surrounds us and envelops us. And it's a peace that endures through trials and stresses that we have in our lives. And with this peace, it surpasses all understanding and it strengthens us to get through wherever we're at. In another instance in John, Jesus talks with, Jesus is again talking with his disciples, but this time about the Holy Spirit that they are going to receive. And earlier in the dialogue, Jesus had alluded to not being with them for much longer. So he's kind of hinting that he's not going to be there much longer and that he's going to leave and a helper is going to come to take his place. And in verse 27 of chapter 14, Jesus says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not, of this, not that this world gives that I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Again, here we, tell, we see Jesus giving his disciples peace, telling them that, and it's not just any peace, but his own peace, the peace, that, and the peace that's going to be eternal, that's everlasting, that's not just temporary, the kind of peace that drives out fear of what will happen or what has already happened. And through this peace, we can have hope in both our earthly lives and our eternal one. In many different instances in the New Testament, the writers also talk about hope. Uh, in 1 Peter, in 1 Peter uh, he opens his letter by talking about the hope that we have in Christ. Starting in verse, uh, verse 3 of chapter 1, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again into a living hope through, his resurrection and, through the resurrection in Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you. Here, Peter talks about the hope that we have for eternal life through Jesus. The living hope, the living hope that we have is through the promise of life in heaven after we pass away from this physical world. Having that kind of living hope helps us to keep our focus on what we are striving toward. Uh, in Romans, Paul talks about the Rome, Paul tells the Roman congregation about the hope that we have through believing in God. And to finish, to finish his explanation of Jesus being for both the Jews and the Gentiles, Paul talks about hope and the hope that's found in that. And in chapter 15, verse 13, Paul writes, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. The hope that Paul tells the Roman congregation about is to fill them with joy and peace because of the belief that they have in it and in our Lord. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, we are called to abound in hope and share it in the joy and peace that it brings. This hope seems to be something that brings us both earthly joy and eternal joy. With the peace and hope that the Holy Spirit brings to us, we can have joy and peace both in this life and our next. And one final spiritual resolution that I thought we should talk about for the upcoming year is being more courageous with our faith, going out and being able to share our faith and have courage with, with our sharing. And courage here, the way that I'm thinking of it at least, uh, is kind of just doing the right thing in spite of fear or pain. So even though I am terrified to be here tonight, <laughs> trying to exemplify that a little bit, <laughs> but um, in Psalm. In Psalms, David writes about having courage in the Lord 
and verse uh, chapter 31, verse 24 reads, Be strong, let your heart take courage, all those who wait for the Lord. David tells us not only to be strong, but also to have courage in our faith. He gives us a reminder that courage is an essential part to a strong faith. While writing to the Ephesians, uh, Paul explains to them some of the gospel. He gives like a nice little overview of it. And he had just talked about how, they, how he was bringing the gospel to the Gentiles earlier in that chapter. And concluding his thought uh, in chapter 3, verse 11, he says, this was, a, this was according to the eternal purpose, which he, realized, which he has realized in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness and access to confidence through our faith in him. <coughs> Paul believes that through Christ, we should have confidence and boldness in our faith, not just in our faith itself, but also in our sharing of faith whenever we proclaim it to other people. And we should have confidence to use that faith to bring others to Christ and help them to believe in the promises that he has for us. And in his letter to the Philippians, Paul opens with a prayer and then a progress update of sorts of how his spreading of the gospel is going. And he told them that even though he was in prison, he was still able to spread the gospel to just the guards and the inmates that were there with him. And in chapter 1, verse 14, he writes, And most of the, and most of the brothers, having become confident in the Lord by my imprisonment, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. These believers in the first century spoke and taught with a confidence and boldness, and they didn't waver in any hardship of any kind. They exemplified courage through their proclamation of the gospel without worrying about the consequences of it or being persecuted for it. For us today, this kind of confidence and boldness is attainable through, you know, through simple practice and through uh, spending time in the word and prayer and by resolving to grow and uh, grow and strengthen our spiritual lives, we can start implementing better habits of keeping peace and having hope and courage in our daily lives. And if you have not decided to, if you have not dedicated your life to Jesus through baptism, right now is that time that we're offering this invitation for you to come forward and proclaim that you are a sinner, but you want to be made whole again. You want to be washed anew in the waters of baptism and put on Christ as your Lord and Savior. And if you have already been baptized, but you're struggling in any way or form, then this is also a time for you to come forward and speak with an elder and uh, speak with an elder and see if they can help you out with that. If you have any need, please come forward while we stand and sing.
Will you pray with me? Father, we just thank you uh, for this opportunity to come into your house tonight and uh, study your word. We pray that uh, we'll receive that uh, word in our hearts, that we might uh, use it to uh, witness to our friends and neighbors and the people that we work with. When they uh, look at us, Father, we just pray that uh, they see Jesus Christ instead of the human that we are. We pray for the uh, shut-ins, Father, that uh, you might be with them and comfort them and uh, just uh, let them uh, rejoice in the season that we are in. We pray for our sick, Father, that uh, you might be with them and their doctors, that uh, you might uh, uh, give the doctors wisdom to uh, treat, uh, treat them and bring them back to full health. We pray especially for Jennifer Baker, Father, that uh, she's back in the hospital and, and just pray that uh, you'll be with her doctors and uh, just uh, let them have the knowledge to treat her. Father, as we leave here this evening, we just pray that uh, uh, you'll be uh, ever watchful over us and protecting us and bless each one that was here tonight. This we ask in Jesus' name, amen.